Would you turn with me to two openings this evening, please? Mark, the ninth chapter, and Philippians, the fourth chapter. Mark 9, and Philippians 4. In Mark, the ninth chapter, and if you've got your place, we'll just go straight to Philippians from there. Let's pray, then we'll read. Father, I thank you so much for this church, for this family. Thank you for your holy written word. How precious it is to us. It is life to us. Health medicine to all of our flesh. By it you enlighten our eyes. You give us understanding. Thank you for the Holy Spirit, our teacher, whom you've sent to indwell us, to be our guide and our helper. We look to him to lead us and teach us, enable us. Give everybody ears that hear and eyes that see and a heart open and receptive. Let there come truth impartations and deposits and we'll not be hearers only but doers in Jesus name help us to see and hear right in Jesus name amen Mark 9 Mark 9 verse 23 anybody got that one marked Mark 9 23 read it out loud with me Jesus said unto him If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. I want you to get that that last phrase now. All things are possible to him that believes. Let's say it out loud at least two or three times. All things are possible to him that believes. Say it again. All things are possible to him that believes. One more time. All things are possible to him that believes. What's possible? All things. Boy, that covers a lot of ground, doesn't it? Doesn't that cover a lot of ground? All things. How many believe the Lord meant exactly what he said? He said all things. He meant all things. Is it possible this year for you to get out of debt Hmm? and get ahead, pay pay off everything? Is it possible? Is it possible for anybody and everybody? Uh, Just the believers. Right? I'm not trying to trick you. That's just the way it is. Right? No, he said, if you believe, if is a qualifier, you can believe and you can, if you will, is it possible to overcome problem areas you've had in your life? Even things that have plagued you and bothered you for years or decades, weak areas, areas where you've missed it and stumbled again and again. Is it possible to overcome that and get strong? And what used to be a weakness of yours becomes a strength. Whereas you used to fail in that area, you could become actually an example for others. Is that possible? It is. If you believe, God can do it. And if you believe, you can have it. If you believe. Believe it's the will of God. 
Believe you can receive it? Believe he can do it in your life? Believe you can do what he enables you to do? Do I have any believers in here? How many would say, I'm a believer? believer. Say it out loud, I'm a believer. believer. Therefore, Therefore, all things things are possible possible to me. me. Because I believe. believe. Amen. Good. Now go to Philippians. The fourth chapter, please. Philippians. Chapter 4. And verse 13. Anybody ever read that verse? You got that one marked? Philippians 4, 13. Somebody might say, I already know these verses. Then you're the very one I'm preaching to. Because <laughs> if you were really walking in them, you wouldn't think that way. You think, I already know those. I've been knowing those for years. brother. <laughs> you just got through telling me you don't know them. You're mentally assenting and agreeing. Now, when it's living inside you, when it's producing results in your life, man, you can't never hear it too many times. You just you think, oh, yeah, tell me again. Tell me again. Oh, man, that worked wonders for me last week. Let me hear it again. Amen. But if you say, oh, I know that. Yeah, I know, I've been knowing that. What's the big deal on that? I know that. Tell me something new. You don't need to hear anything new. You're not operating in what you've heard. We've got to go back and get to operating in that. But how many believe this is a wonderful verse? Philippians 4, 13, what does it say? I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Said out loud at least two or three times with me. Said out loud. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Say it again. I can do All things through Christ who strengthens me. Say it again. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Now some that are new to this, they might say, well, why why do you keep telling us what to say and going over and over again? I heard you the first time. No. (laughs) Then you don't understand. How did we get saved? You believe something in your heart. And you what? You say it with your mouth. Confession is made unto salvation. Did you know Christianity itself, the whole of Christianity, is referred to as the great confession? Confession is one of the primary ways... That we are to live and operate as Christians. We believe something in our heart. We say it with our mouth. How many understand that we're created in the image and likeness of God? How does he operate? He has something inside himself. And he says. Light be. He speaks it into existence. Right? And it is. That's the way he operates. We're his children. We're to learn to operate like him. Amen. And we, we, we're not creating planets tonight. But we should be speaking creative words where we are. On our level. Amen. And faith filled words can change things. Faith filled words give God a legal right to move on your behalf. 
So let's say these two things again out loud. This one, all things are possible to him that believes. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Wonder if it'd help you if you just went around saying that all the time. All things are possible to me because I'm a believer. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you're full of that, then every time and any time something comes up and thoughts or circumstances or people tell you, you can't do that. That sets off an alarm on you. You go, I can't do it. That don't agree with this. This says I can. Not I can't. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when you hear something like, well, that, that's impossible. You immediately go, huh? No, no. All things are possible to him that believes. If you get your spirit full of this. You'll be a believer, you'll be a winner. You'll be a conqueror, and more than conqueror. You'll be a victor. Amen? And any time something comes up, like, well, it's, it's, it, that's too late, nothing can be done, inside you, you know, you'll stand up on the inside and go, uh-uh, uh-uh, all things are possible. If you believe, nothing can be done. What do you mean nothing can be done? God can't do anything? Are we saying God can't do anything? No, and if I'll believe, he'll do something for us. Amen. Amen? Yeah, but you can't do that. That's not for you. You can't. No, but I can. Do all things. Come on, y'all not with me quite good enough here. You're acting like you already got this under your belt and you know all about it. Like you never said I can't. And like you never listened to somebody tell you you can't and you nodded and agreed with them like, yeah, I guess so, you know. Well, we, we can't do anything. Well, I guess if you can't, you can't. The Bible does not say you can't. It says, I can. Do all things. Through the anointed one. Who anoints me. Strengthens me. Inside and outside. Makes a way before me. Opens the door no man can close. If he's with me, who can be against me? I can. I can do anything he leads me to do. I can do anything he calls me to do. So you, you get an aversion to that word can't. You get an aversion to that word impossible. Nothing can be done. You just, that doesn't register with you. You start going, can't, don't say that around me. That's a four letter word. Don't say that. I like three letter word. Can. I can. Because sometimes you'll feel like you can't. Sometimes it'll look like you can't. Hmm? But the Bible says you can Everybody say, I can. I, can. <laughs> I want to begin teaching tonight on how to reach physical goals. How to reach physical goals. 
Now this will cover a lot of ground. We are into the new year. And you hear a lot about New Year's resolutions. A lot of folk make New Year's resolutions going to lose some weight. You ever heard that one? Yeah. Ate too many, too many, too much candy. Yeah. <laughs> and too, too many fruitcakes and whatever. Added some pounds and Make a New Year's resolution. I'm going to get ready for summertime. You know, I'm going to lose some weight. Resolution. Or I'm not going to spend money like I did last year. And get in debt and run up my credit cards. And I'm making a resolution. I'm I'm getting a hold of myself. And I'm coming out of debt. Or resolution. Whatever. Resolution. Well, the word resolution comes from the word Resolve. And I think it literally means a determination. And that's a, a determination is a good thing. But I think really when folks say a New Year's resolution, it probably more accurate would be New Year's intention. <laughs> uh-huh. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what an intention is, don't you? Yeah. That means you, you're thinking about it. <laughs> thinking of... No. Hadn't done anything. Hadn't made any commitments. You're thinking about it. Thinking about it. And how many understand you can go month after month thinking about it? And year after year. Intending to get around to that sometime. And in the meanwhile, people go month after month and year after year not satisfied With certain areas of their life. Some people even fit. We're going to talk about physical things. We're going to talk about other things beyond that. But people go year after year after year unhappy with their self physically. Some people would like to be uh, thicker. They, they They don't want to be as thin as they are. They'd like to be bigger. They'd like to be more muscular. A lot of people, more common, is they'd like to be leaner. (laughs) But whatever it is, if all things are possible to him that believes, and if I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, why do I have to go year after year not satisfied with an area of my life? Why would I? It's too quiet in here tonight. (laughs) Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 9. Let's read some more scriptures. Now, before you decide that you know what I'm going to be talking about, let me just make a disclaimer here. That it is not my intent now or next week or next year or at any time to tell you What size you ought to be. That's your business. There's three people. That I. Am supposed to please. Where my physical body is concerned. Three. And you're not one of them. (laughs) It's three. That's not very many. It couldn't be very many. The first one. 
is God. Amen. He told me that he bought my body with a price and that it is his and that I am to glorify him in my body. How many believe we are to please God with our body? Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and we're to please him with it. The second person I'm to please with my body is Phyllis. <laughs> Candy's gone, man. <laughs> the Bible tells us, 1 Corinthians 7, that the wife has rights to her husband's body. Right? And the implication is that the husband has a responsibility to keep his body in, in a way that is pleasing to his wife and vice versa. Hmm? Is that Bible? Hmm? And of course the third person that I should please with the condition of my body is myself. Right? If I'm not happy with myself and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, why don't I do something about it? Right? Now look in 1 Corinthians 9. Well, I didn't finish my disclaimer before I I read that. (laughs) You know, I told you the three people I'm supposed to please with my body. And of course you have, you know, two if you're not married and three if you are married. But uh, if you say, Brother Keith, I have already attained physical perfection. Then praise God. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Then you apply these principles on some other area of controlling your flesh. Did you hear me? I'm very serious. You you supply the, you, you apply, excuse me, apply these principles on controlling your flesh in another area. Or if you say, well, Brother Keith, you know. Somebody else might think I'm not in that good of shape, but I'm just perfectly content, my size and shape, I'm happy with the way I am, then praise the Lord. I'm not going to tell you what size or shape you ought to be. But if you're not happy with something and you would like to change it, I am going to tell you how to do that. Amen. Amen. From the word. And it works. I said it works. It works. How many believe there's power in the word? There's power to build up your spirit. Build up your faith. Amen. How many believe what we just read? All things are possible to him or her that believe. Is it possible for you to get your body in a shape that pleases you? Is it possible? I lost some folk right there. They're like... I guess, but no, no. You, <laughs> do you believe that verse? Yes. Well, brother, all things but that. No. All things means all things. Is it possible if you've struggled being underweight, underweight, 
I know that sounds strange to you, but there are folk that, that have struggled with that. Underweight all your life. You're thinner than you want to be. Is it possible for you to put on the weight and the kind of weight that you want to? Is it? All things are possible to him that believes. Is it possible, even if you've struggled with too much weight, overweight, for years and years and years, is it possible to quit fighting that thing and overcome it and get it where you want it and live that way the rest of your life? Is that possible? It is possible to those that believe. Amen? If you, if you just believe that right there and you're convinced of that, it ought to make you happy before we go any further to know it is possible. It's possible for me. Amen. To reach the physical goals and be happy with myself. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 9, are you there? <laughs> 1 Corinthians 9, verse 27. He said, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Or as another translation says, I should be disqualified. I keep under my body. I bring it into subjection. One translation says, I beat it black and blue. (laughs) And in the Greek, it's very strong phraseology. How many understand that your flesh must be controlled? You are not a body. You are a spirit. And you have a body. If you died right this moment, what would happen is you step out of your body. And you look at it and go, well, that's over. <laughs> and if you're saved, your angel would be there. And he'd go, hi. He'd go, hi. He said, hey, you ready to see your mansion? You go, man, yeah. He said, you want to take the scenic route? We'll go by the Milky Way. I'll show you some stuff. You go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're out of here. You don't stop being you. Amen. Your body is not you. Your body is the physical. The Bible compares it to a sheath like a sword would fit in. It's like a glove that your hand is in. The glove's not the hand. The glove is just what the hand is in. But is your body supposed to run you or are you supposed to run it? Is it supposed to control you or you control it? And like we've said before... Are you keeping your body under or or is it keeping you under? And people do, you know. We've all yielded to the flesh. And after we thought, why did I do that? Well, because of flesh. Your flesh will want to do things that's not right. Your flesh will want to do things that's against what you know in your heart you should be doing. So why do people give in Again and again and again and again and go, why did I do that? I said I wasn't going to do that. And you did it again. Because of not controlling the flesh. When people talk about reaching physical goals, 
New Year's resolution. I'm going to lose 10 pounds, 40 pounds, 100 pounds, whatever. And people immediately want to know, okay, what, what diet do I get on? What, what exercise regimen? What pill can I take? Have they come out with a new magic pill? <laughs> but what people are doing is immediately working on the natural side. There's another side to it. The spiritual side. I said the spiritual side. And we're going to work on that side first. Amen. Amen. And eventually we may talk about some natural things. But the natural things are really not confusing. They're really very simplistic. But why don't people do them? Well, because of things on the inside that are not right. All of us, any physical goal you want to mention, we could have reached it and had it a long time ago. Why haven't we? Well, remember Jesus said to the disciples, right before they they came to take him, he said, the spirit is willing. But what? But the flesh is? Yeah, anybody, can you testify about that? Have you found out about the weak flesh? The spirit in, this is Matthew 26, 41, you don't have to turn there. But the spirit indeed is willing, Jesus said, but the flesh is weak. And uh, the Greek there for willing means predisposed. Predisposed to do the right thing from the inside, but the flesh wants to do something else. And the question is, which one is going to run you? Is the flesh going to overcome the inner man? Or is the inner man going to keep under control the outer man? That's the thing we deal with every day. Isn't it? I mean, every day, Christians that in many ways are good people and love the Lord fail, do things that as soon as they get through doing it, they despise themselves for doing it, and they cry and they feel bad and they're full of condemnation. Why did I do it? Because you let your flesh rule you, you let your flesh overcome your spirit. So it's about control. I said it's about control. Who's in control in your life? Somebody says God's in control. That's easy to say. But God is in control in your life only to the degree that you are yielding yourself to him. People like to say, well, God's in control in all the earth. And they like to imply that, you know, everything that's happened, that was God. If you know God, you know everything that's happening in the earth is not God. He's a good God. He's not a killer. He's not a destroyer. He's not a murderer. God is not exercising full control in everybody's life on the earth. People are yielding to their flesh and not God. People are yielding to the devil and wrong spirits and not God. If you yield to the devil, he's in control in your life. You yield to your flesh, your flesh is in control. Oh, but is it possible to get built up in your spirit to where the man on the inside controls the flesh and the flesh wants this and the flesh wants that and you grab your flesh by the ear and you say, look at here, flesh. 
You sleep when I say you sleep. You get up when I say you get up. You eat when I say you eat what I say. And you don't when I say you don't. I'm running this. Not you. Hmm? Because how many understand and have found out you can't trust your flesh any further than you can throw it. Your flesh. I'm not talking about somebody else's. I'm talking about your flesh. Will do if you let it go. Your flesh will do the most bizarre things. Your flesh will do perverted things you never thought you would do. If you start yielding and you just keep on yielding, you'll get to the place where you'll do stuff you never imagined you would do. Your flesh will be a glutton. Your flesh will be a drunkard. Your flesh will be a drug addict. Your flesh will, will, you know, sleep with everybody that'll sleep with you. If you yield to it. There's a little simple two-letter word you got to use on your flesh. Your flesh will say, I don't want to get up and go to work. I just want to lay here. And you can yield to your flesh and lose your job. And the bank come and kick you out of your house. And you say, the devil's just attacking me. The devil's attacking me. <laughs> Honey, you didn't need no help from the devil. I've had people tell me and say, well, you know, well, Brother Keith, you know, i got a spirit of slumber. I want you to cast it out. I can't get up and get to church and I can't get up and get to the job. Well, friends, the Lord is not going to control your flesh for you. He will help you do it, but he's not going to do it for you. And nobody else can control your flesh for you. People make excuses. I tried. I try not to, but it's just bigger than I can. Do. No, it is not. No, it is not. You know some good news tonight? We're having fun now, aren't we? <laughs> Go to First uh, Corinthians, the tenth chapter. Well, you're already there, aren't you? Excellent. First Corinthians ten and verse thirteen. Who keeps under who? I, man on the inside. See, I must not be just a body, because I keep my body under control. Do you hear the language? He didn't, say, he didn't even say, I keep myself. What did he say? I keep my body under control. Now, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there has no temptation taken you or befallen you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Oh man, I tell you, you can whip the devil with that phrase right there. You you can control your flesh with that phrase. God is faithful. He will not suffer you, or that means he will not allow you. He won't let you be tempted above that you are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Now, it's interesting how people read that and turn around and say, yeah, like the Bible says, God won't put more on you than you can stand. And that's where they think they're getting it from this verse. That is not what he said. God won't put more on you than you can stand. Where is that at in the scriptures? That's first imaginations. Second religions. 
What did he actually say? Number one, there's no temptation befallen you or taken you, but such as is common to man. Don't believe the lies of the devil that you're going through something that nobody else has ever gone through. He'll try to lie to you and go, but nobody knows what you're going through. No, the thing is, people have come through it and beat it. And so can you. Amen. It is common to man. Secondly, what? God is faithful. He won't allow you to be tempted above what you can deal with. What does that mean? With the temptation, he'll make a way. What does that mean? That you can overcome it. What does that mean? Oh, it's good news, friend. In the fight of faith, if you find yourself in the ring with a big hairy problem on the other side, you know this. The very fact that he's in the ring with you means you can whip him. If he really was too big and bad for you to whip, the Lord wouldn't have allowed him to get in the ring. That's what that means. He won't let, he won't allow anything to come up in your life that you can't overcome. That you cannot in him beat. That's good news. Now, I like the way, and, and this is exactly right, the way this other translation worded this. Yeah, the Living Bible says, says it like this. He said, remember this, wrong desires that come into your life aren't anything new and different. Many others have faced exactly the same problems before you. And no temptation is irresistible. Oh, friend, I like that. That's another way of saying the same thing. No temptation is irresistible. Oh, the devil will tell you that this and that is irresistible. Oh, that's just, you, you, can't, you can't resist that. That's just too much for it. There's no such thing as an irresistible temptation. Can't resist. Can't say no. It's too much for you. It just overwhelmed me. People say, well, I, you know, I... I I was just with that person and, 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 and they were just so good looking. It was just irresistible. I just, I couldn't help it. No, no. That's a lie. You could have said no. Could have walked away. I couldn't help it. That's a lie. You could have said no. Well, that money was just right there and it was just, it was just too tempting. I, I just, I, you could have walked away. You could have. Well, it was just all falling down around me, and next thing I knew, I just told a big lie. I, it just—it was just too much. No, no, you could have told the truth. If you really couldn't help it, if it was really too much for you, then you shouldn't have to repent. Because you're really not responsible. It, it was too much for you to handle. You could not handle it. You didn't have the ability to, and that's why God is faithful. He will not allow a situation like that. If it really was too big for you and too much for you, he wouldn't let it happen. He wouldn't let it come up. So if he's in the ring with you, you can take him. You can take him. Amen. I didn't say it'd be a picnic. I didn't say it'd all be easy. But if you won't quit, you can win. If it shows up in your life, you can resist it. 
You can say no. You can't walk away. Amen. Even if it's areas that you have given in and given in and given in and given in and given in before, do not believe lies. Well, I'm just, I'm just too weak. I'm just, I can't help it. That's a lie. As long as you believe that, you're going to keep falling. But when you begin to believe this, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. I can hang up this phone. I can turn off that TV. I can walk away. I can tell the truth. Amen. Amen. Do you believe this? You can. Oh, hallelujah. The psalmist sometimes says, Selah. I mean, think about that. Ponder that a while. So I want you to do that right now. Just think about that a little bit. Say, I can. If it's something as simple as walking by a candy bar, I can. Hmm? If I decide to eat it, I eat it because I decided to. Right? But if I decide I'm not going to eat it, then I don't eat it. Brother uh, Kenneth Copeland talks about Miss Gloria. Miss Gloria has maintained her size for years. And he says, she's amazing. He said, you know, I used to go into the bakery and get a hot loaf of bread and get excited and just poke a stick of butter down in the loaf and just eat the whole loaf and then eat another one for dessert. Just out of control. This is what it's all about. Control. And he said, uh, he said, she, Gloria, he said, she'll take a candy bar and take one bite off of it. Roll the wrapper up. Put it in the cabinet for a week. <laughs> Come back, take another bite, <laughs> roll it back up. Well, that's control. Yeah. Everybody say control. control. Say, I wish I could do that. Don't say that ever again. I wish I could do it. Say what the Bible says. I can do all things through Christ. Who? How can I do it? He strengthens me. He enables me. Oh, I sit down there and I get to watching that stuff and I just can't turn the TV off. Next thing you know, it's three o'clock in the morning. I've watched all kind of junk I shouldn't have watched. I just, I, I don't know what's wrong. I'm just weak. I can't. Quit saying that. Quit believing a lie. That's a lie. It's an excuse to yield to the flesh. What is the truth? Can you turn it off? Can you walk away? Say it out loud. I can. I can. Do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now this is the first point in what I'm going to be teaching you here about reaching your physical goals, whatever they may be. This covers a lot of ground. Number one, point in reaching your physical goal is what we've already been talking about, truth. Everybody say truth. Truth. This is point number one. Truth. What will set you free? What the Bible say? What is it? John 8, 32. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. Right? It, would that be from anything? I understand it's bondage. Go through all your life unhappy with yourself. 
Now see, I, I, I realize I got a number of people, you're hesitant about even nodding your head and agreeing with me because this has been such a sore spot with you. Well, first of all, I hadn't said anything to you about what size you ought to be or what weight you ought to be or what shape. That's none of my business. None. But I've had people just get mad at me because I told them Philippians 4.13 is true. You can do it. Yeah, but you don't understand, Brother Keith. Yeah, and you're not listening. (laughs) Brother Keith didn't write Philippians 4.13. But the Keith didn't write Mark 9, 23. I want to know, do you believe that? Yes. All things are possible to him that believes. Then it is possible to overcome in this area. If you want to lose weight, lose it, keep it off. If you want to gain weight, gain it, keep it. It's, it is possible, isn't it? It is. Say it out loud, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, but it's so hard. Why would you say that against yourself? I've a good minister friends of mine. Good people, love God, know God, preach the word, operate in the power of the Spirit, but have been, you know, 150 pounds above where they ought to be for decades. And I've had them look at me and say, well, I, you know, my metabolism, it's just so slow. I don't know what's wrong my metabolism. And, you know, I, I just look at anything and gain 10 pounds. These are the same people that get up and preach confession and faith and the power of your words. But see, so many times when you've been saying something for decades, you you don't realize what you don't hear yourself. Don't use your words against yourself. Use them for yourself. What was that woman saying, Phyllis? No, what was she confessing? She said, my, my metabolism is supercharged. Supercharged. Not a draggy, slow metabolism, but a bonfire. And she said, she's confessing, I lose weight easily. This is in her, in her heart. And this is in her mouth. And this is changing her body. Did, did you hear now? The doctor didn't know this. He examines her. He says, what's going on with your thyroid? You taking something? Can a confession affect your thyroid? Can a confession affect your metabolism? That's what he's seeing. Evidence of this. And she's losing weight. Oh, but friends, so many Christians have, you know, they laugh about it and go, well, you know, boy, I just, man, I... Once on the lips, forever on the hips, you know. I mean, that's, that's just the way I, way I am. Now, now listen. <laughs> We're laughing, but is it funny? No. Is it funny to have hips twice the size you want to have? No. And people say, well, yeah, Brother Keith, you don't understand. I've had five children. And once you've had five children, you know, your hip. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't believe it. Because I know of mothers who've had seven. Did you hear me? And look wonderful. Now I ain't called anybody's name. We had said anything about a weight number. It's not about a weight. Somebody said, well, what my weight number? Get, get numbers off your mind. 
It's not about a dress size or a pant size. It's about you feeling good, being happy with yourself, feeling like you look good. Not feeling like you've got something else to do, but that you're there. You're where you want to be. Amen? Amen. Is it possible to get that? Is it possible to have? Can you get it? Can you have it? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But you must believe the truth and not lies. Listen to this now. When people hear the truth, they respond in either faith or unbelief. Coupled with it, that they respond in either humility or pride. When people are very, very touchy about the subject of weight and get angry, get miffed, that is pride. I know there's some undergirding fear and other things going on, but it's pride. Humility receives the truth. Pride resists. Let me say this a different way. Anything you, you, any goal you reach in life, it'd be by the grace of God, isn't it? Don't care who you are. It's by the grace of God. And who does God give his grace to? The humble. Is that right? God gives grace to the humble. Well, the humble acknowledge the truth. They admit the truth. The truth. I talked, we talked last year about some of these things, and I talked about me having about 20 extra pounds I wanted to get rid of. I still got them. But I'm not confused about why they're there. (laughs) Huh? I know exactly why they're there. Too much candy. Too many late night Dagwood sandwiches. I'm a studying man. I'm up or I'm doing something. And I think, boy, you know, a smoked turkey and cheese with brown mustard would really hit the spot right now. But 1130 is no time to be eating big sandwiches. I'm not confused and I'm not making excuses about my metabolism or about that I'm so busy in my hectic schedule. I, I had a fellow tell me that this one time, he, he was about 70 pounds above where he wanted to be and he said, you know, I'm carrying this weight for the gospel. <laughs> he was serious. A minister. That's what he told me. I started to laugh and I realized he's serious, so I kind of. <laughs> and he said, he said, no, really, I am. You know, by obeying the call and, and, you know, I'm, I'm always in a different place and time zone and, 
Well, I had been living that lifestyle for 20 years. I knew exactly what he's talking about. I mean, you you go out and people love you and and they want to feed you good. And maybe the best cooks in their church have have fixed grandma's special and it's 11 o'clock and they're all watching to see how you like it. (laughs) And if you don't get three helpings and go, whoo, that's good, give me some more, then you feel like you hadn't really received... And then people want to take you to the better restaurants. They want to take you to the ones that cook in real butter. And, and, and make stuff, you know, fresh. But then people will make excuses and go, well, you know, it's because of the gospel. I'm just carrying this for the Lord. Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. And yet people do believe different variants of that and different forms of that. People say, well, I was born with an endomorphic body physique. (laughs) Endomorph means, you know, you tend towards gaining weight easily and you tend to be more short and stout. Where, what is it, ectomorphic is you're thinner and, and that kind of thing. Well, it's genetic. And that means I have to accept it. Well, excuses will undermine your faith. Did you hear me? All of that stuff. Well, I have a slow metabolism. Mama had a slow metabolism. Grandma had a slow metabolism. It just runs in the family. Or, you know, my lifestyle. What what are you saying? It's not possible for me. That's not possible. So then the next thing is, well, let's just accept who we are. Well, you can say the same thing about finances. Did you hear me? Just my lot in life, you know, I didn't have the breaks and I wasn't able to go to school and I haven't had the contacts and that's all right. I I love God. Well, that's great that you love God, but it is a lie to believe you're stuck. And you can't have a different situation because if that were true, then Mark 9 and 23 wouldn't be true. That all things are possible to him that believes. And it wouldn't be true, Philippians 4.13, that I can do all things. That means I can get it. I can have it. Amen. If it's important enough to you and if, if you do want it. Or like I said, if you say, Brother Keith, I have already achieved that. I'm there. Wonderful. Then you apply this to another area. All of us have yielded to the flesh. There's not a one of us in here that hadn't yielded to the flesh repeatedly and extensively. We all know about giving in to the flesh. But it costs you. I said, it cost you. It hurt you on the inside. People who are not comfortable with the way they look act differently. Pull back. Don't attend situations they should attend. Don't go out with people that they should go out with. Did you hear? Don't fellowship with people that they should. Why? Because they're, they're, they're self-conscious. They're uncomfortable. Won't volunteer to do things where people would see them. 
Did you hear me? It's crippling. And it's not God. I said it's not God. When you and I can be overcomers. I believe in miracles. I believe if there was something wrong with your metabolism, God can fix it. If there was something wrong with your glands, God can fix it. He's a healer. He made the body. Amen. He can do miracles inside the body. If you can believe. Glory to God. Sit out loud with me from this the scripture right here. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. From the Living Bible, it said, No temptation is irresistible. Say it again. Say it again. Is that Bible? Yeah. Yeah. Is there such a thing, ladies, as a man who is just so good looking (laughs) that he is absolutely irresistible? (laughs) Men, is there such a thing as a woman that is just so good looking that she is absolutely irresistible? She, She blinks her eyes at you and you just melt and there's nothing you can do. You are powerless. Under her control. <laughs> I saw people going. <laughs> the answer is no. The answer is no. There is no temptation that is truly irresistible. It can be resisted. Right? Can be. I had a man tell me one night, I mean, he had, he cheated on his wife. And he was telling me, he said, yeah, but he, I knew him. I was, he, he's a friend of mine from even before I got into ministry. And I was trying to help him. And, and, and he said, well, now, Keith, come on. You saw her. <laughs> you going to tell me that if you had if you had an opportunity to be with her, you're not going to? I said, "That's right." He said, "Well, you're not a real man." <laughs> well, if I hadn't have been sanctified, <laughs> I did kind of look at him at that point. He said, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I said, yeah, you're right. You shouldn't have said that. No. Being able to say no, even if your flesh is screaming, let's go, means you're a real strong, godly man or a real strong, godly woman. To just give in and follow your flesh means you are a weak man. You're being weak. We just got through reading it. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. I don't like being weak. I don't want anything weak. I don't like weak cars. I don't like weak motorcycles. I don't like weak dogs. I call my dog barks. I want the window to rattle. 
Now our dog, Phyllis's dog, is about this big. But she's all the dog she can be. I don't want a weak church. I don't want a weak family. I don't want a weak marriage. I don't want to be weak in my finances. I don't want to be weak in my mind. I don't want to be weak in my body. I don't want to be weak. I don't serve a weak God. I serve a mighty God. And I'm supposed to be strong on the inside. Control my body. Control my desire. Is there anything, any such thing as a food that is irresistible? That you just absolutely, you saw it, you smelled it, that's it. <laughs> You've got to eat the whole thing. Is, is there any such thing? <laughs> you ought to see some of the response. People looking at me like, I don't know, Brother Keith. <laughs> the answer is no. There is no such thing as an irresistible temptation. There is no temptation happen to you, but such as is common to man. Other people have overcome it. Other people have resisted it. Other people have gotten results. You can too. God is faithful. He won't allow you to be tempted above what you can in Him overcome. You can't overcome. You can say no. You can resist the devil and Him flee from you. How many believe this now? You with me? (laughs) If I am truly in control of my body, the man on the inside, then I won't do things that I know I shouldn't do. Right? If I'm truly in control. And if I'm truly in control of my body, then my body will be the way I want it to be. Right? And if my body is not like I want it to be, what does that mean? I'm not fully in control. I'm letting it run me. Right? Now let's, I'm going to get ahead of myself just a little bit. I got a few extra pounds tonight. I'm not wearing the same size pants that I did in high school. Phyllis. Phyllis has made tremendous. In the last two years, I mean, whew. Wonderful. But, like I said, I'm not confused about why these extra pounds are here. I'm well aware. I was there. (laughs) You got to admit the truth. The truth will make you free. I've gone out with guys before. And there's one friend I'm thinking of. He's pretty heavy. I love him. He's a good friend of mine. He's pretty heavy. And we went out and we went to a car show and ate corn dogs and, and funnel cakes and, and big 
giant Cokes and, and came back by and got a big hamburger on the way in. And had a big cup of coffee, the sweet kind, you know, and, and got in and Phyllis was cooking. He said, oh, man, he said, man, I'm so hungry. We hadn't had a thing all day. I thought, huh? Man, I was there. But see, people do that, don't they? I had a doctor friend of mine. He said, uh, you know, people would come to him and say, you know, I don't understand it, doc. I I gained 40 pounds this the last couple of weeks, and I hadn't eaten a thing. He said, that defies the laws of physics. (laughs) Your body does not create pounds and pounds of flesh out of thin air. You put something in your mouth, right? You might have forgot you put it in there, but your body remembered that you put it in there. That's why I'm saying I'm not confused. I was there for every amazing meal. But nor am I in the grips of condemnation tonight. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. This is one of the biggest enemies that people struggle with uh, condemnation, guilt, will absolutely destroy your faith and defeat you. I'm not condemned about my extra 20 pounds that I hadn't lost yet. I got too much to shout about, too much to thank God to just look at that 20 pounds and forget about everything God's done for us in this church this whole past year. Everything God's done for me in the ministry and my wife and my family and my finances. No, no, no. You hear what I'm saying? See, so you see what a lie and deception. People to focus on one thing and think, well, you know, my life's not worth living because I, I hadn't lost this weight. Yeah, but you can. I said, you can. And even if you chose not to, you got a lot of things to be happy about. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It's not like you don't have a life. <laughs> not like you're not saved. Don't have people that love you and all kind of wonderful things. Everybody said no condemnation. No condemnation. Say it again. No condemnation. Say it again. No One more time. No condemnation. No condemnation. But here. This is how I want to end now. Do you believe that all things are possible to him that believes? Then is it possible? If you want to lose weight, can you lose it? And keep it off once and for all. If you want to gain weight, can you gain it? And keep it. If you want to quit yielding to something that you've been yielding to that you know is not right, can you do it? Can you cut it off? Can you? Yes, you can. Is it possible? Can you do it? Not talking about other people that have done it. Can you do it? What did the scripture say? I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now that's your exercise till I get to talk to you some more about this. Every time you think about it, what are you going to say? I can do all things. Through Christ. Yeah, but the devil said you ain't been able to do it in 20 years. You say, shut up. Who asked you? Shut up. I can. Yeah, but you've tried every diet under the sun. So shut up, shut up. All things are possible. If God has to do miracles, 
in my body, in my glands, in my metabolism. If he has to do miracles, that's nothing to him. Nothing to him. He can do it if I can believe. Amen? Amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. Bless the Lord, all my soul, all that is within me, and forget not all of his benefits. He has many. All of his benefits. I can reach my goals. Amen. I can reach my financial goals. We can reach our marital goals. We can reach our goals in the church. We can reach physical goals are not too hard for the Lord either. I had uh, had a man in one of my classes at Rama years ago. And he was, this This not my assessment, this is his assessment. He was over 200 pounds overweight and had been all his life since childhood. And he was convinced, and these are his words again, he said that he had a spirit of gluttony and could not help himself. He'd go and sit down and just eat until he made himself sick and just felt totally out of control. And he'd been like this all of his life. He lived around eating. He told me, he said, you know, I, to get up and go to work, by the time I'm clocking in, I'm thinking about break time. And I'm thinking about that intermittently until it, and then once break time, I'm thinking about lunch. And just thinking about it. Think, wait, wait until he can get to lunch. And he had been saying that to himself. That he, he was convinced. I've got a spirit of gluttony. And in class one day. I, I walked in. Bell had rung. I just got started. And I said. You do not have a spirit of gluttony. Just the spirit of God led me to say it. And I began to teach on some of the same things we're talking about. How that there is power in God. And the truth will make you free. He believed that. He got that in his spirit. I didn't know it at the time. Phyllis and I were going somewhere. You remember that? Uh, on a commercial airliner. And this young man was driving the shuttle to take us from parking to the, uh, to the airport. And he said, hi, Brother Keith. You remember me? I said, no, I'm sorry I don't. He had lost 200 pounds. And last time I talked to him, he had kept it off 10 years. Married a beautiful girl. He said, I don't have a spirit of gluttony. I said, no, you don't. He said, I can. I could do this. Glory. Glory. All his life from, from a small child. Just been really, really heavy. But he began to believe all things are possible. To him that believes. He began to believe I can do all things through the anointed one who strengthens me. Lift your hands. Close your eyes. Let me pray over you this evening. Hallelujah. Lead you. Say it out loud. Father God. I'm a believer. I am not a doubter. I believe 
that I can have anything and everything that is good and that is right, that is a blessing. You told me if I'd serve you, you'd give me the desires of my heart. I can have my desires concerning my physical body. I can reach goals to where I'm happy with myself. Where you're pleased with me. My spouse is pleased with me. I'm pleased with myself. My physical condition. It's not too hard for you. You can help me. I can do it in your strength. I'm asking you, strengthen me with mighty power by your Spirit in my inner man. Make me strong to overcome. Lead me out of all defeat into complete victory to your glory. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.